Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Happy New Year! 2020's gone. It's out of here. Fresh year, fresh slate, fresh start. Uh, I'm Sonia, or OMG, it's Firefox. We are kicking off 2021 with a new episode of Good Game, Nice Try. I'm joined by my co-host, Aaron. Hello. New Year, same me. (laughs) That's right. I'm excited because, look, New Year means a fresh round of video game releases. That's really all I have to live for. Right. So, uh, yeah, I have nothing else except for new video games. I, you know, what's coming out in 2021 that you're looking forward to? I think the the one thing that is on my docket, it's been in my sights for a minute. I actually just played in 2020, I played Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time. And the new one, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. There's nothing I wouldn't do to save this world. But whatever comes, I will be ready. 2021, baby. Horizon Zero Dawn, I shit on for a long time. I was like, Robot Dinosaurs, what's deep? <laughs> and then, and you then played I played it. it, and it was <laughs> awesome. Right? It's really awesome. Really awesome. Uh, super fun. I got like obsessed with like guides and reading about the story and I was you got crazily in obsessed. Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. I'm looking forward to it, but any game with forbidden in the title, I think is silly. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I can't do forbidden stuff. Is there you any know what other I think ones? Of? Yeah, what do you, what, what's like really, you know, soured that name for you? Because there is an old movie, Lombada, The Forbidden Dance. The Forbidden Dance is Lombada. Lombada came out around the dirty dancing time, but it was like, yeah, the sexy forbidden dance. So now anytime, so you say to me, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, I think Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden Dance. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that even for the the better? Doesn't that not sully the name, but, but improve it? I would love to see that in Horizon Zero Dawn, but I can't take it seriously until I play it. So now I'm going to hate on Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, Forbidden Dance, Dance. until I play it. So I'm right back to square one with hating Horizon Zero Dawn. (sighs) Well, we're going to have to continue the cycle. You're going to have to play it. You'll get into it, get way too into it. And then maybe we'll we'll lift the curse on the the forbidden name for you. Time's a flat circle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think that uh, here's what I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. in 2021. The game I'm looking forward to the most. You want to know? Not really. Okay, we'll forget it then. Let's All right, move this on. is a great podcast. Uh, we've got a, uh, no. Yeah, we've got a. Um, <laughs> no, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, how about this? Uh, 
the Google Sheets update, okay? I'm oh. a Google Sheet simulator. Mm. It's where you get to play as a person using Google, using Microsoft Excel Google Sheets. I'm kind of into it. What is the, what is like the Clippy, you know Clippy, the little paperclip Microsoft Word. What's like the- Oh, cl- you don't need to explain Listen. Clippy, the Microsoft paperclip to me. Look at this tattoo. <laughs> oh yeah, my God, Clippy. wow. All joking aside, I would like to see a game where you play as Clippy. Aw. What do you think about this? Okay, you play as Clippy, Yes. all right? And you are trying to get your user an A on their term paper. But like, you're you're also so annoying and they really hate you. So you're trying to be the sweetest paper clip and like your annoying yeah. meter keeps going up. Yes. And it's like, they need to get the paper done, but you're- Exactly. You know. Yeah, and you know what? You have to fight the AOL instant messenger yellow guy. You know, <laughs> the, ye- the little yellow guy. That's like the over, that you're also battling the AOL dude. Can we just make like a super smash equivalent, but it's Bonsai Buddy, Clippy, and the AOL running yes. guy, and anyone else, any other logo, the MSN Butterfly is in there oh for some God. reason. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like an internet 1.0 brawler. Yeah, Internet 1.0 Brawler. I love this game. Somebody out there make this game. Oh this my is God. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I'm going to make this so, game. You make the, Yeah, <laughs> do it. It'd be incredible. A Internet 1.0 Super Smash Bros Brawler. I would love that. I, that would be amazing. I would eat that up. That sounds so badass. <laughs> I'll tell you what else is badass. How's this for a pivot? Ooh, love this. Our guest today. Yes. Yeah, I love look it. Look at that pivot. A clean segue. Got a badass guest. We sat down with gamer and streamer Atomic Mari. Uh, I love her to death. She's a host on YouTube Smosh Games. Uh, she's a streamer, real life literal Laura Croft, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She has a new action short film called Coyote Sunset, and it is genuinely so cool. I caught the premiere of it. It's just so badass. Please just go check it out on YouTube. Uh, and here's our interview with the one and only Atomic Mari. I am unbelievably excited. Somebody who I have admired personally for a long time. Um, Mari, I'm so happy to talk to you today. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that intro, Sana. You know how much I I absolutely just lean on you in, you know, in being in this industry and I just enjoy your company and, you know, we've, we've known each other for a long time. So I'm very, very happy to be here with both you and Aaron. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mari, how did you originally get into video games? You started in ballet. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So I got into ballet because my mom is uh, a ballet teacher. She was a prima ballerina. So I was just a studio brat from the time I was born. So at two and a half, I got into ballet classes, um, video games, all 90s kids. I feel like, you know, video games are just kind of there. It wasn't really like a lifestyle. It wasn't, you know, something that was so part of your life and ingrained the way that we see it today. It was just kind of like when you're done with your homework and all your chores are done, you get to play a little bit of video games. Right. And that was that was the lifestyle. That's um, my my brother is nine years older than I am. So, um, you know, we had a Famicom. I, we had an Atari. I don't know what else consoles, what other consoles we had. And I don't really remember playing on the Atari. I remember um stealing the the ET game 
and just having the cartridge and never really like putting two and two together that the cartridge does anything. <laughs> I think I just figured like I liked ET. I like, like wow, movie. this game. How sucks, do I play this? I? How do I play? What head do I? Yeah, what, no, what? I don't think it. I, I realized that you put it into something and then it is something that you play. That's if funny. anything, I would have probably been very disenchanted playing the game. So. <laughs> I think it's better not put into anything, frankly, yeah. just as a you cartridge. Saved yourself from that. It's yeah. Okay. yeah, I might have been turned yeah, off totally. of video games for the rest of my life if I had. So. <laughs> win-win situation but yeah i remember having that cartridge and just kind of like tucking it away and stealing it from him all the time that's um but the first console that felt like my console was the genesis and it wasn't bought for me we just had it because you know it was one of the consoles that my my brother wanted but my best friend was my neighbor Nick and he was like an. They were a Nintendo family. He had the SNES. <laughs> I had the Genesis, and the console wars began oh, way early man. in my life. Man, love that. Love that. I know love that, that is an interesting. Yeah, it it is so funny how older siblings can. It's amazing how much they influence us. It's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you just want to be like them, you know. And like before you know it, you're you're just, you're just embodying the things that they they enjoy. I remember getting into reggae in. <laughs> third or fourth grade like yeah. all ballerinas okay. like all like ballerinas all, yeah it goes hand they, in hand it goes hand in hand yeah my brother was super into Bob Marley and Peter Tosh like I so wanted to just be in his world and so Aww. yeah I love that, I was, you know was there stuff that he was playing that you were like kind of peeking in you're like I gotta I gotta jump in on that I gotta play that I don't remember playing with him Mm. I very much remember playing with my neighbor, though. Like that—that that was what we did, and had fantastic times. And it's one of my like fondest memories of childhood. Um, just playing, playing our our Sega and our SNES. That, uh. comp- that competition is there. Here's a question: I don't really know the world of ballet. Is there a lot of like competition in ballet that then you, the fires were stoked for them to play video games or no? <laughs> you know, I never really like made that connection when I, when I thought about competition, but like, yeah, ballet is incredibly competitive. Even if you're not in the competitive scene, even if you're not, um, you know, dancing for competition specifically, which I was, um, it, it's still, you're constantly up against comparing yourself to yourself and and like Whoa. how how you're mm. developing because the entire culture is revolving around a mirror and just looking back at yourself and wow. checking Ooh. the entire time if if you are you know up to the confi- like up to standards within the confines of ballet which are so so narrow yeah. um and so yeah you're you're up against yourself and then as i grew older you know, thinking about ballet as a career, because that was always, that was always the destiny for me is to be in ballet as a career. It's constantly looking around yourself and seeing that there are, you know, 99% of the class looks like you with your body type, your height, your abilities, and there's one role for the prima ballerina. And so it's, it kind of gets in your head of like, how do I separate myself and it's not about separating yourself from, you know, personality and charisma. It's like, it's, it's just skill. Right. Yeah. And so 
that sort of competitive nature was just ingrained in me from the very beginning. Um, and you know, it's a tumultuous ride. I, I, w- I won't, I won't, uh, romanticize it and say that it's great. If anything, I've had to kind of undo a lot of that and, and melt a lot of my walls that, that were built up from those times. Um, and funny enough, I think being in gaming has really done that for me. Yeah, um, yeah, that's some um, that's some tough competition. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and honestly, I've I've heard that you know, word on the street is you've been a tough competitor in gaming potentially as well. Perhaps well, at a blockbuster. Oh my god. Um, there's a lot of tough competition out there, and I—I so heard I that you. I forget why you know this. That story. you really that you really brought it uh, in third grade. So it was third grade. It was at a blockbuster, and it was at the local blockbuster, and it was just this like, oh, come in on a Saturday and play Mortal Kombat against anyone who's there, and it was Ooh. just this very very I don't know unimportant tournament. But my You're friend Nick and into I, the pit. that's some scary stuff. Yeah, I, I, I won. I won the tournament and got this cute yes. little like blockbuster wow. certificate. And I was so proud. Just like, this yes. is my crowning achievement. What was your character in Mortal Kombat? Do you remember that you won? Scorpion. With? Oh, 100%. <laughs> so just so cheap. And, and I will I, I will I will say I was gloating with the fact that <laughs> I, I, you know, one with just doing harpoon and uppercut over and over and over again. Love it. Get over here! <laughs> Tried and true. Tried and true. Tried That's and all you true. need. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So you've mentioned being into horror movies. What are your thoughts on horror games versus horror movies? Hmm. Well, it's with the whole like horror thing, it's weird because I was super into it when I was a kid. Nick and I, yeah. uh, we, you know, he was, he was the Jason guy. I was the Freddy guy. Like we, we started <laughs> nice. a horror group at, in nice. elementary school. Yes. Like, like it was kind of like bananas. Amazing. I'm not really sure why our parents were like, don't rent these movies. They're not for you. <laughs> super gory. They're like, hey, you're, My- out, you're out of trouble. You're Jacob. <laughs> Mine were the same way, by the way. They didn't care. Um, but as I grew older, like I got really scared of horror movies. I don't do horror movies anymore. Like, like Sixth Sense and uh, The Shining effed me up, dude, because my no. brain couldn't comprehend just like people not just hacking and slashing. My brain was like, "What do you mean they were ghosts?" And oh. also, "What do you mean that there's like psychopaths?" 
ghosts? Like, this is scary. <laughs> this is too real life. Like, Agreed. I can't control these things. I'm okay with people just, like, healing. Right. Me too. Yeah. I don't, the gory stuff doesn't bother me, but, like, the shining, the twins is, like, ah! It's so scary. Come and play with us. You know the scene where, like, you can peer in and there's like two men like in like the dog costumes. Yeah. My kid brain couldn't understand what that was. I just knew that I hated it. I'm like, I hate it here. I don't know what that is and I don't want to know what it is, but it makes me feel gross. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, that's it for horror movies. Like I'm dreaming about that, not knowing what it is and I hate it. What about horror games? Like, did you, were you okay with them early on or has it always been like a... I've played a lot of these. I don't, I don't know why it feels like, it feels like a roller coaster, right? Where you're just like, you're done and you're like, oh my God, I'm sweating. I don't know if I want to do that again. I I feel sick and (laughs) it it was, it was a lot for my heart to handle, but some weird part of me is like, all right, yeah, let's do it again. I want a little more. (laughs) I don't know what it is. One of the few horror games that I played through is Outlast. Um, And that was just, I felt so neutered not being able to fight back. You know, like you would just have to hide and just let the big man like walk past you. Um, Super scary. It's it's in an insane asylum. Maybe Father Martin's man. Maybe. I would like to kill. Everything looks creepy. Like a locker looks creepy. It's terrifying. Paper on the floor looks creepy. I remember my uh, like my first playthrough through Outlast. I actually started my channel on um, horror games. I did Outlast and Amnesia. And going through Outlast, not only do I, I, I want to say that I love horror games and I want to get, I, I have a similar reaction where I'm like, I don't want to be here. No, thank you. Don't like this. But also like kind of want a little bit more. But <laughs> I'm also god awful at puzzle games so when i'm trying to when i'm panicked and trying to figure out that's the real horror for me Uh (laughs) can't do it i can't do it there's a level at which it's scary it's scary it's scary and then it's like this is ridiculous okay what are we doing that's who who why didn't anybody clean this hallway up this hallway's (laughs) filthy you know like i and so it's a line there like with outlast I was scared to a point that I was like, okay, what, this is, who's going to leave this out here like this? Somebody close this door, you know, like, like that kind of Who's taking care stuff. of this? Right. I, I know you've been playing uh, Resident Evil 7, right? Yeah, it's and, uh, <laughs> the word. I absolutely hate it. You have like a, a palate cleansing game though, right? Like afterwards, you said yeah. that you play Resident Evil 7 and then you're like, oof, okay. And then you, then you evolve yourself into the world of Horizon Zero Dawn. Mari, do you have something similar too? Like, do you have something that's like a, okay, I've played a lot of, a lot of, you know, I, I've really dipped into this too hard. Friday the 13th, not feeling it. Brains all over the place. I'm going to, I'm going to take a vacation in Animal Crossing for a little bit. Do you, do you ever have that? Yeah, it's usually any open world game that I'm into. Yeah. And so Witcher 3 was that for a very long time. Oh, yeah. um, nice. Uh, I, I'm still working through the expansion pack more so because like, I don't want it to end. Yeah. Like, I just, Aww. I'm like, I just, 
want to continuously be able to come back to it. But yeah, anything open world that that um, allows me to disconnect from what this reality looks like, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and 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 whatever yeah. and whatever the the reality of that scary game looked like. Um, and it doesn't always have to be fantastical, you know. Like I think I played so much Black Flag as well um, because. I kept playing it because I would go to sleep and dream about the Caribbean. Like I would just dream about like beaches and beautiful uh, colored water and stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa, You're what like, is this visualization tool? I'm into it. Like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Horizon Zero Dawn is so great. Like I will just do things in there that I just like want to do in real life. I'll just like spend 20 minutes just like seeing if I can get to like a peak of a mountain. But it's funny because yep. you have actually... You climbed Kilimanjaro, right? Yeah. That's it. You are living an open world game and you travel all the time. You are you are like doing it, right? You're it, in Breath of the Wild. You're in, literally. You are oh, the man, breath. I wish I had a you, glider, dude. Can you you are, just like, yeah. You could. Buy LA That's traffic. <laughs> See ya. It's so, it's so cheesy. It's so freaking cheesy. But I, I know for a fact that I did adventurous things and started doing adventurous things because of Lara Croft. That's awesome. Because of that life. I don't think like, that's that So damn cheesy. Why? Why? <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. You were, people are inspired by fictional characters all the time. There's literally, that's not, no, that's not cheesy at all. I, I disagree. But what is there going on that thing? What is something, if you fashion yourself a Lara Croft, what's something you still want to do that's like on the bucket list that you haven't done yet? Well, I think, you know, I, I haven't gotten there yet emotionally to do it again, but I want to ice climb again because Ooh. the last time I ice climbed, um, it was my fourth mountain, I want to say. Damn, girl, jeez. I had I had quite a bad fall. Oh. Um, and this was back in 2010 in Brazil, in the Cordillera Blanca. And, like, it was... It could have been life-threatening. It was not. Me and my very good friend that I would do these high-altitude climbing with, she and I were tethered together. We were like a three-man rope team, us and our guide, and and we slipped and fell on this glacier. It was really not good conditions, and we were warned about the conditions, but the week prior was really, really bad, and and, and another climbing group had, a, had an accident. Um, and so, you know, we were weighing whether or not to go or not, but like, man, the ice was so, it was so slick. And um, it was my ice pick that failed. Um, and so I, I could just see like it coming apart. And then all three of us just went down and we oh slid for God. about 150 feet, oh. um, almost going into a crevasse. So close, so close to getting, going into a crevasse. Oh, and luckily wow. we didn't. But um, yeah, I still have a lot of like, I, I can't say it's trauma, but like it, I still am very scared of the situation and scared of going back into it. Funny enough, um, I think it was the second installment of the new Tomb Raider series. It starts with her slipping and sliding on on Glacier. Jonah, we made it. I see the ruins. Oh God. And it was too much. Like I had to turn it off. I was like, oh my gosh, whoa, is this? Is this like PTSD or something? I'm like, I don't know what it is, but like my heart was going, I was sweating, like I couldn't handle what, how visceral it looked like because I, I just felt it in, in mm. my bones, man. 
So, but yeah, I think that's on the bucket list. I think if, wow. if I can get there again of being um, confident enough to take on another ice climbing mission, I would love to. That is a wild story. I'm gl- Yeah, we're glad you're all right. Yeah. You are Lara Croft, basically. Literally. Yeah. Without the smarts, man. I can't remember like dates and history. Yeah. Who needs it? I can't do that. Who needs it? All right. Well, uh, we love to, uh, every episode, talk about uh, our guests' best game and worst game. Um, All right. So, Mari, worst game for you. The worst game. Okay. This is the worst game for me because I really, I, I, I loved it. And I want to continue loving it. Uh-oh. Is it the Atari? Was it the Atari cartridge? <laughs> is, is that was that it? I don't want to spoil anything, but my turbulent relationship with the <laughs> ET cartridge. <laughs> no, but this the game is Destiny. Oh, and it's whoa. because I I love Destiny. It is the game that actually turned me on to FPS games for the first time. Like I I I just didn't like FPS games at wow. all. Like I would just I'd be like this isn't for me. It's just too much. It's it's like it's too much anxiety. It's there's too much like um I don't know, responsibility in what I'm doing. <laughs> I feel too responsible. I do. It's like it's like if I screw this up and I have a gun in my hands and I have to kill the aliens, you know, it's like but Destiny was really the first one that I wow. that I was like, you know what? I can get behind this. I like the grindiness of it. Um, you know, some some of it is mundane, and I like that in the same way that like Animal Crossing can be mundane, and I like that. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact that with with every update, like it's a, it's just like shell out another x amount of dollars for what should be a brand new game. Right. But uh. you're still doing missions on the moon. And uh. why are we still going yeah. back to the moon? And, and, and yeah. you know, I think it's personal for me because I just remember, like, I had this whole, like, yeah. graph of how to get the solstice armor. And it was, like, this tiring, farmy, like, really grindy um, journey to get my solstice armor. And then, like, in a matter of days, it's the next update, and my armor is just obsolete like it's just it's trash like nobody wants this like it's just like a it's a it's a relic of the time Uh. and it's just a mark of last chapter and i'm like heartbreaker my work heartbreaker (laughs) all my work that's true yeah that does suck but at the same time like i i i say that it's like my least favorite but at the same time i i I want it to be my favorite you know what i mean like it's it's heartbreaking you want to love it but it did you dirty it did (laughs) yeah yeah uh dirty destiny but but, you know like at the same time like it's still going i still go back to it like i i I, I got the last one they're bringing the leviathan raid back and stuff like that so like i said i'm still excited about it i'm still like a fan i'm just like just don't disappoint me destiny All right, yeah. well, what about, so let's go best. Let's go best. Let's end on a high note. Let's Dude, go this is a hard question. Yeah. This is a hard question because it's like, there's there's games that mean something to you. You know, there's nostalgia mm-hmm. attached to it. And then there's games where it's just like, oh, this is a good game. There's a lot but, of factors. Oh, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of categories for best. It's tough. Um, I But you know, I think for me, I'm gonna have to go with Minecraft. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I don't think anybody has said Minecraft yet. Not yet. I love that what? though. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's like for me like I'm such a I don't know like visual person where like I like I want my my games to look beautiful and like like Sonia we've been kind of talking about Ghost of Tsushima this week and it's like ah uh. oh, it's just you know like eating fine dining it's so gorgeous and you can just like not do anything and just look yeah and just that's that's satisfying like anywhere you pause looks like it could just be like a desktop wallpaper wow. and it's beautiful Ugh. yeah 99 percent of that game is just taking photos <laughs> <laughs> but then like minecraft I, yeah but then, but then minecraft but then minecraft you know i think <laughs> minecraft for me has been just creatively freeing it's there's just i'm so inspired by what people do in the game and you know how how it is just really just a blank canvas to do whatever you want and whether it is you know a long improvised show that just happens to take place in minecraft you know like minecraft doesn't have to be the main part of a game it's just a conduit to show other stories right um, mm-hmm. you know like there's there's role playing and there's you know creators like IS Cupquake and 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 folks who like who create a whole world in there with like scripts and and talking yeah. like creating stories that way. One uh community member of mine has created Survivor within the Minecraft world and he yeah. gets his uh his subscribers and and people in his community to play Survivor, you know? And and, and it's like it's just it's just a conduit for more things. And and I think that if anything, gaming is beautiful because it brings people together no matter where you, you know, what walks of life you come from. It it's it's a place where people just can have fun and I don't know. Everything else doesn't matter. It's like yeah. it's the reason why like Ninja and Drake played together and that became like a whole like big thing, yeah. right? It's like it doesn't matter who you are and what you what you quote unquote do. But if you do enjoy playing something together, it can just turn you back into like being a third grader, having fun with your neighbor yeah. and, yes. you know, playing. Yeah, It's that connection and that community. And honestly, I, first of all, love your choice because yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Even when I was when I, when I was doing more uh, Minecraft content and we had the whole series, we had Maya Knight, um, we created a whole story that was scripted in there and there's just so much you can do with it but a lot of people you know if we went to like conventions and and you know the kids would want to like come say hey but their parents would be there and they're like i don't get it what do you do in minecraft and it's so it's hard to explain that it's just it's a sandbox and you can do whatever you want. Like I've yeah. tasked myself with building a gigantic castle that took two weeks and I built it block by block just because I wanted to. And it was something that I I don't know, I I, I tasked myself with something that I wanted to really accomplish. And then we built an entire scripted story in it. We had two seasons of this like awesome time of, of people coming together and just playing with the world and seeing what we came out of it. So there's so much to it that you can pull from and create. And I think it's such a beautiful game. Yeah, I think we've, we talked about this a lot, but I mean, look, all of us have played so many games. In our <laughs> so many games. And, and what really, you know, so I'm always on a quest for 
what is something new. Anytime a game shows me something mm-hmm. new, and I've used The Witness a lot as like one of the most recent examples of a game that like showed me something new. Like, but Minecraft, to your point, Mari, and, and yours, Sonia, it's like it's a medium. It's not just a game. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a medium through which we can all express other things, be it comedy, shows, art, uh, physics, when you're building, you know, computer, you know, people are do, like building computers and programming in Minecraft. And insane. It's insane. And it's a whole, right. And so I love your choice because it goes beyond, you know, it's like saying like the written word or books or something. <laughs> and there's Minecraft. It feels like a whole other thing. Yeah. It sounds insane, but right. I don't think that that's out of line to say. I, I I would love to know if, you know, the creators and the developers of the game ever imagined the things that people right. have created within the game mm-hmm. to ever happen. Like I, I don't know. I just I just love seeing what communities can do and what people can do um if they just unleash their own creativity into something. And and I, I love that there's a game and many games out there that that allow for something like this. Mari, thank you so much. This was a blast. Thank you so much. Atomic thank Mari, you, you were thank a blast. You. And please follow Mari on Instagram and Twitter at Atomic Mari, like you need the followers. We thought we'd get the word out there for you. Oh, thank you. Know? There you go. There Appreciate you go. it. Uh, but thank you, Mari. You were yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Man, she went ice climbing on a glacier. That is amazing. I think the most adventurous thing I've done is eat my own cooking, which by the way, is pretty adventurous. I've given myself food poisoning four times. Oh my God. But yeah, you know, so it is life or death also in my kitchen. All right, so there you go. Okay, so if you ever offer to cook dinner uh, for me in any situation, I know I know going in what I'm expecting is what you're saying. You know somebody's put a hit out on you. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna beware. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Be sure to check out Mari's short film, Coyote Sunset. It's on YouTube. Uh, follow her on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Atomic Mari. And we'll be back with some more good game. Nice try in just a minute. Stay tuned. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, now before we go, we have a fan request. Uh, This one comes from Sarah, AKA at nerd underscore heart on Twitter. Uh, And Sarah says, at Team Coco's new podcast, Good Game, Nice Try, may already be my favorite. I just like to read out the the nice things that people say. Um, I would love to hear them speak about my favorite series, Silent Hill, and what it's done for horror games as a whole. Ooh, wow. Silent Hill and what it's done for horror games as a whole. Um, Have you played a lot of Silent Hill? So I'll say, um, I don't know if a lot of people actually know this, but my YouTube channel was actually started on horror games. 
I the first games that I ever uploaded Whoa. were Outlast. I played through Outlast, Amnesia, Machine for Pigs. Like I I went through wow. it, but I've never actually really played a si- I I see Aaron's jaw dropping halfway through yeah. this sentence. I've never actually played a Silent Hill game, but I do have a friend who actually has PT uh, on his PlayStation, which is like impossible to find if people don't know what PT is. It was kind of like a, what was it? What did it stand for? Like practicing trial or something. Yeah. I'm not sure what it stood for, but it was Hideo Kojima was going to take over the Silent Hill franchise Mm -hmm. with a game called Silent Hills. And before Silent Hills was announced, he put out this game called PT as a teaser game. And it's widely considered, and rightfully so, one of the scariest games ever made. And it's, do you want to explain what it is? You, you you hit the nail on the head. But I think the biggest thing is that it was actually removed from the PlayStation Store in like yes. 2015 or so. And the only way to get it is to have a console that has already had it downloaded on because you can't re-download it. So these consoles that have this game on it are, you know, few and far between, even more so now and valuable, very, very valuable. So yeah, I'm excited that I, I have at least one friend who has it. And I'm, I actually made a point to ask them about it recently and I'm going to play through it. So that'll be my first Silent Hill-esque experience. And I'm really excited. <laughs> it does an amazing job at scaring you a lot with very little. And I think that's something I think the Silent Hills games do very well. So I played the first two. Um, and I think the thing I I like the most about Silent Hill, and again, we talk about this a lot, Sonia, on the podcast, but world building, mm-hmm. I think we talk a lot about, it's got great audio design. <laughs> And I am a huge horror fan. I mean, there was a point at which I'd seen every horror movie at Blockbuster. So I get very, I have a pretty high bar for horror. And Silent Hill is really scary because it understands less is more. Less right. is more. You know, and and the idea with Silent Hill is you're going to this town, at least the first one, you're, you're going to this town, you're looking for your daughter and there's a lot of fog it's very scary there's like a radio like a lot of static and stuff and the whole thing is just incredibly off-putting like you feel out of your comfort zone right away and as it gets more and more intense they do a great job at revealing things kind of slowly um, and just building the horror slowly which i think is what's great about it so and i think that that's something that had been missing up to that point mm. in video in horror video games is that sense of dread and and being you know like a slow ramp up into it and and really creating a world Silent Hill was the first I guess I'll say this Silent Hill to me is the, kind of the first horror game that really created this world and this environment where you know you are just you're weak. You're weak and at a loss for what's going to come out of the fog at you. Yeah. I mean, I, first of all, I'm so excited to jump into it, but I'm thinking of like my experience with playing, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff like that, where it is kind of more centered around just jump scares and and stuff like that. But yeah, I want to experience something that's like the slow burn of being scared shitless, you know? Totally. And I feel like, you know, playing through Amnesia, the setting was cool and I felt, you know, it was kind of spooky and it was really spooky, but I just got 
I'm, <laughs> I'm awful with puzzles. And it honestly just became more frustrating than like an immersive spooky experience. So uh, I'm I'm in it. I want to play Silent Hill. Silent Hill does a great job of ratcheting up the horror in a very uh, great way. Great pacing, great world building, great design, mm-hmm. great look. You know, Pyramid Head, there's a lot of things that, you know, Silent Hill is known for. And, uh, and yeah, so I think it was a, a true landmark in the horror genre. And I'm bummed Silent Hill's never happened. It bums me out. But we got PT, which I'm excited for you to play through. Um, so yes. wear a diaper. That's all I have to oh say. God. I just, I yeah, my baseline is just diaper. That's... Just in case something scares me, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm covered. Good. I'm glad that that's a benchmark in your life. You know, at all points, I'm just going to yeah. wear a diaper. Well, you know, you live and you learn, okay? Aww. Some lessons you learn the hard way, and I've learned in case I get scared. Diaper. Good. Always. Thinking ahead. That's right. <laughs> Thinking ahead. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for this <laughs> this episode. <laughs> On the note of wearing diapers. If you, if you have a uh, game you'd like us to review or you want a game recommendation or you just want to say, hey, uh, tweet at us with the hashtag GGNT. And if we read your comment on the air, you'll get something free. And Sarah, a.k.a. at nerd underscore heart, you got something coming your way. Uh, So very exciting. And I promise it will not be a diaper. It'll be something you'll actually want. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Good Game. Nice try. Thank you all for listening. And of course, please don't forget to rate and review our podcast. And subscribe if you haven't already. What's wrong with you? Subscribe, rate, and review so we get to keep doing more of these things. We'll see you guys all next week. Good Game, Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Becton with engineering and sound design by Hannes Brown. Music by John Danik. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.